Before there were iPhones and GPS, yes, there was a time before there were iPhones and GPS, people actually had to ask for directions. Uh, maybe some of you don't remember that ancient time, but it's true. Uh, I had a very difficult time asking for directions. I'm not really sure completely why. I don't know whether it was an issue of just not trusting what someone else was going to tell me. Was it because I wanted to be independent? I wanted to be able to discover where I was going on my own? Was it because it just wasn't my habit to ask? Or was it really just simply stupidity? <laughs> Thankfully, Sarah is not here today because she would strongly uh, suggest, forcefully suggest, one of those four options that I gave you. Um, she would oftentimes say, just ask, just ask. And her words, I think, ring with God today as we think about our call to just ask, to just be in relationship with God. In fact, God goes further, as we heard in the 58th chapter from Isaiah, uh, call and the Lord will answer, cry for help and God will say, here I am. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your needs in parched places. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds good to me. Satisfying my need in parched places. Have you felt at times in your life you were in a parched place? If you've ever felt that way, you know how good that would be to know you can have your needs satisfied in the midst of that. And yet we know from experience that when we ask, it doesn't always work out just the way we want. And this can lead to frustration. Uh, many people, I think, give up asking God for direction because they don't see immediate results. Or even if they see something resulting, it might be not exactly uh, what they uh, hoped they would see. And the problem, I think, in our relationship with God is that it oftentimes... Uh, when we are called to ask or to pray, it happens in an emergency. It's sort of like a, a 911 sort of call. Uh, a type of asking for directions um, when we approach God in the midst of simple, in, in emergencies. And yet God wants a relationship uh, with each of us. One that can build trust, one that can establish a willing dependence on God's will, and yet God usually gets alarms, usually gets last-minute calls for help. Trust, uh, dependence, wisdom, directions, that comes from a relationship. And this is why Jesus framed God as a divine parent, because any of us who've had parents, not divine parents, but those of us with parents, uh, understand or know that the answers we were given in our life were not always the ones uh, we wanted. And maybe at times we were giving direction which we uh, not only didn't want, but didn't really understand. And as a parent, uh, 
who loves his children very much, loved his children as they were growing up, uh, I can tell you that they heard many a no from me in their course of their journeys. Uh, but because of the relationship that we had together, uh, uh, bedtimes, limits on candy, uh, and all the rest of the no, no's that they heard, they were accepted even if they made no sense at all because we had developed this loving relationship through ongoing dialogue, through ongoing discussion, through intimate connection in the course of our daily lives that they were able to have a sense of what I was trying to say, even if they didn't understand the words. So even though what we're given or what we find or what is behind the door that is opened to us might not fit with what we have hoped for, what we wanted, it is our ongoing relationship with a loving God that allows us to take on whatever we face in this life we lead. It's this relationship that Paul is writing about to the church in Philippi when he reminds them and he reminds us that we are to rejoice in the Lord always. And in everything, basically, be in a constant relationship, be rooted, be grounded in God. This is not a transactional spiritual journey that we're on. Uh, we, it is relational. And that's hard for us in our society today because we live in a transactional society. So the idea that we can't get immediate gratification sort of makes us nervous. Uh, God calls out to us to be relational. So we and, and this is hard because we, just like people back then, face all sorts of influences, all sorts of philosophies, all sorts of uh, cultural pressures, empty cultural pressures that are more than willing to offer us direction to show us the way that we should live life. It's hard to, to keep these influences from overwhelming our thoughts and our desires and our lives. And yet Paul knows and God knows the importance of making our call from God the center of our lives. It's in the answering of this call, finding that purpose where we can find fullness in this journey of life, even when life might seem on the surface, empty at times. Uh, C.S. Lewis, the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, um, wonderful children's books, wrote, also wrote a great deal about uh, Christian life. And in concerning the need for this relationship they were called to have with God, and concerning the need for persistence in prayer, Lewis wrote these words. And maybe you can relate. I know I can. 
He wrote, the moment you wake up each morning, all your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. Have you ever felt like that? I'll read that again, just in case you need to feel that. The moment you wake up each morning, all your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists in shoving it all back, in listening to that other boy voice, taking that other point of view, letting that other larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in. C.S. Lewis had a lot of good advice. That is very good advice. Uh, and yet it's hard because so much other stuff tries to flow in and take control. And it's really only through building up that inner strength, building up a rootedness in our, in our faith through ongoing, continual, daily focus on it that enables us to weather the powerful forces that we face in this life we lead. From the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. Later on today, uh, we're going to have a little service with my dad, and, and uh, we've all been asked to share one thing. Um, share a little. My mother said, everyone has to have a story. Get a story ready. So as I was thinking about that, I thought about the rocks near Nubba Lighthouse up in York, Maine, where uh, we went as a family growing up and where we still go today. And it's a place that I explored with my, our boys when they were little, and we still do it uh, now when they're up. And, and I can remember exploring with my father 50 that's a scary thing to say. 50 years ago, uh, those same rocks battered by wave after wave, day after day, seemingly unchanged through the years. So much has changed, and yet there are those rocks. Always there, standing up against the battle against the waves, against the tide. And there's that lighthouse in the midst of it all, still giving out that signal to help boats. There's no lighthouse keeper anymore, but it's still giving out the signal to help uh, ships to get safely where they're going. And I think about those rocks and I think about my father. And I know that in our lives, as storms rage, we need to think about how we stand up to it. How we do not waver. How we keep clear the direction of our lives. When loved ones die, when jobs are lost, when violence appears not only in the medias but in our streets, in our communities, in our nation, in our world, when leaders seem not to respond 
or just do not respond. When uncertainty and anxiety and worry fills our life, it is only by the constant reconnecting to the unchanging, unwavering, strong other voice that wants, that yearns to be heard in our life, to be made real in our life. And really the value of persistent prayer, the value of ongoing spiritual discipline is not that God will hear us, but that we will finally hear God. that we will finally know God and our place in God's heart. Prayer and other forms of spiritual disciplines are like global positioning systems. Uh, these systems that track your, your position by satellite and therefore give you constant information of where you are and, and, and directions on where you need to go. Prayer, Bible study, worship, uh, daily devotions, a walk in the woods when you feel the creative power of God lead us to see more clearly where we are in this life and help us to see more fully where we need to go in this life. But it takes it having to be almost built in to make it work. You know, like with our phones or uh, in our cars. Uh, then, now, you don't have to stop and ask for direction. It's a part of the technology we have. In the same way, in a sense, with this constant communication with God, you're not in an emergency situation Instead, you are asking and searching and knocking as a part of a way of life, an ongoing dialogue, an ongoing relationship that helps you see a fullness in your faith in the face of sometimes an emptiness that life can throw on us. Now this takes time. I know I was very late in the process. I don't even have GPS in my car now. And my phone, Sarah constantly reminds me, turn your GPS on, plug in the directions. Don't take a shortcut. Uh, they don't end up well. But, uh, so it takes time to get used to it. And it's the same way with these spiritual disciplines. If you have not yet found one, it takes time to make it feel natural. But the important thing is to start. So my prayer for us as we move into the fall and this new season, as we move through the summer, is that each of us will begin this dialogue with God or continue this dialogue with God. Be committed to forming a relationship that opens ourselves up to daily becoming more rooted and built up in our faith. So when the storms of life come, or even if we're in the midst of one today, 
will feel like those rocks of noble light, able to take on whatever life, whatever the tide of life might bring, because we have an unwavering, an unchanging force, reaching out to us, holding on to us, a firm foundation in an unsettled world. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come before you on this and every day and put ourselves in your good and gracious hands. We pray for direction in our lives. We pray this morning that anyone who might come this morning feeling especially unmoored, unanchored, unsettled, that you might speak their name today, that you might allow them to feel a light that shines for them, a hope, a promise, a covenant, a testament of love alive for them. That we might take on whatever tomorrow brings because we know it's a tomorrow you hold in your hands. And so we move forward together, dear God, as individuals and together as a community seeking your guidance every day, opening ourselves up to the possibilities you place before us. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And now let's sing together on page 2138, I believe, in your 2183, in your faith we sing hymnal, Unsettled World. Please stand in body or in spirit. 